the dad business. And here is your host, Nigel T. Best. Hello everyone and welcome to the dad business with me, Nigel Best. And, well, here's a location for you. Starting this episode, I'm just looking out. If you can hear a humming in the background, I'll explain why. And if you can hear sort of swooshing as it... Um, down below then I'll explain why and and the reason is I'm sat on a little balcony south facing it is nearly five o'clock on a glorious afternoon here high in the French Alps overlooking snow-capped mountains that are glistening and, and dazzling in the sunlight the ski lifts are still going, the skiers whizzing by, um, overlooking the main piece. It is just a fantastic scene. Absolutely gorgeous. High in the mountains, I'm very high. I'm the highest place, highest resort in Europe, I think it is, at a place called Valteren, and it's beautiful. And I'm looking down on two of my three who are just messing about, throwing snow at each other, but they've also got their sledges out. We've uh, not got the skis out yet. Uh, that's going to be tomorrow for the next week. But they've got the sledges out already. And they are messing about on these sledges. And I've got to say, hey, these are a step up on the sledges I remember as a kid. I don't know. What, what did everyone... For those of you that didn't sledge, I mean, I, I really feel sorry for you. You've missed out. But for those of you that did, what did you have? I had, in my day, it was an old wooden sledge with... A uh, piece of metal sort of screwed to the underneath of the wooden runner. It was solid, it was low, it was heavy. It was damned heavy, actually. And what I found out after I'd been using it for many years as a kid was that it was actually my granddad's sledge. So it was made of oak and it went like a bullet. But only when the snow was hard packed. If it was fluffy and deep, I just ploughed into it and were you a, a sit on it, a lay back like the luge, or were you a head first like the skeleton bob? I was a head first like the skeleton bob, and if it went through something too deep, you chewed through that snow. I remember that feeling all too well. But I'm looking down here on these two. They've got these sledges, and they are three skis to it with a seat, and you can't believe it, a steering wheel as well. And they are they they look awesome now i've had a look and they're a bit too small for me however i'm sure i can fold up my legs to fit on and do it because who doesn't love a bit of sledging and if you've never done sledging if you've never been out never sledged oh my goodness you need to seriously you've got to get out there and do it great fun but thinking back to those halcyon days many moons ago when we used to go sledging and they used to get snow in the uk and we used to have great fun doing it we had all manner of things so we did tea trays i don't know if anyone else remembers the old tea tray it was um one of the best ones they were kind of they looked a bit like formica they were kind of brown um sort of pre-formed the sort of thing that you get in a cafe you know where you get the the teapot uh, made out of stainless steel that doesn't pour and the milk out the same sort of thing just a different shape and a, another pot of hot water that again didn't pour into the other one that didn't pour when you make your tea yeah it's one of those it was one of those trays and if you could sit on that 
those things were like grease lightning. Has anyone ever watched National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Oh, it was like that. It was like Chevy Chase on his circular disc whizzing down the mountain. But that was one. Tea tray. My heavy wooden sledge. And I must admit, when the snow was a, a bit different, I used to love taking out a tray. And uh, that was great fun, partly because it was so easy to walk up back up the hill. You weren't pulling an enormous heavy sledge. It was it was great. But other things. Did anyone do bin bags? Plastic bags? Pieces of plastic? Yeah. Well, I had a friend, Stewie Lon. Stewie, if you're out there, how are you, my man? But his dad was a builder. And he had a roll of thick plastic. And when I say a roll, I mean this thing must have been three or four metres wide and you could cut off a piece as long as you wanted well we stewie came out with this piece and it it must have been kind of four meters wide by about six meters long this was awesome when we went to the local slope and it was uh, it was a pretty good slope and we built bumps up he turns with this thing well you could fit about 15 of us on this thing so you got the plastic at the top and you you sort of lay it down and you all sort of stood to the side of it and then went, right, are we ready? And everyone would sprint, dive onto this plastic. The plastic would set off a hell of a lick and as down the hill you went. And you were kind of pushing each other and, and having a bit of a fight and messing about all the way down. And then you hit the bumps, which threw you up in the air. And then you're sort of crashing down on each other. And then down the big dip that we had on this particular slope, Still trying to hang on to this plastic. It was awesome. It was absolutely fabulous. And just thinking about it now, looking out over these mountains and the snow, I'm taking back sort of 40 years to those those days. And I remember some of the neighbours, some of the people that lived nearby to the slope, one of them had a dog. It was a big Alsatian dog. And this dog used to uh, sometimes come out. And if you didn't know it, you would have, you know, papped yourself when you saw this dog because it came at you barking. But it was a friendly dog, thank goodness. Anyway, this dog is out there. It loves the snow. And it loves, you know, you throw a snowball. Who hasn't seen a dog that tries to catch a snowball in its face? And the look of kind of amusement when um, when the snowball implodes and disappears and the dog's thinking, where the heck's that gone? Well, anyway, this dog, this sensation, out it comes bounding across and there's loads of us and we've got this big piece of plastic this big plastic sheet Stewie Lund's dream machine it was and uh, we, we're out there and we're ready and this dog as we run it runs with us and we all pile on this on the plastic but no the dog is fast enough to run down the hill keeping pace with us barking and you know carrying on all the way down to the bottom when we all the, obviously the plastic you get to the flat bit you come to a you know, slow down and stop, and then you um, you all sort of clamber off laughing and re- recounting what's gone on, and the dog's there, loving it. So we all walk back up, and the dog comes back up. He's eating snowballs that we throw for it on the way. Anyway, a plan was hatched between us. We need to give this dog a ride on the plastic. We need to give the dog, instead of the poor dog having to run down, he says he should come on with us. Absolutely, this would be good. This is a good idea and everyone's in for it. So, at the top, 
we need to tempt the dog on. So the ones that the dog really likes are there, sat in the middle of the plastic. Oh, come on, come on, on you come. Come on, boy, come on, on you come. Anyway, the plastic starts moving. Come on, come on, dog. The plastic picks up a bit of speed. More of us jump on. Come on, dog, come on. The dog's thinking. The dog is thinking, why are they asking me to jump on? Should I jump on? It looks a bit weird. Is That's what the dog's thinking. But the dog goes for it. And the dog jumps on. Now this thick, butyl, vinyl, whatever it was, plastic, was far too slippery for this dog. The dog came on and did a full-on Bambi, legs out to all corners, collapsed in a heap. We sort of gathered it up and held on to it as we picked up speed. The dog looked terrified, absolutely terrified as we hurtled down the hill and we're holding on to this dog. And over the jump we went, well, that just blew its brains because he couldn't understand why it had suddenly gone up in the air. And as we <laughs> careered down to the bottom of the hill and it all pulled to a stop, the dog leapt off, hurtled across the snow and was never seen again out with her sledging. <laughs> so if ever you've got a problem Alsatian that is pestering you whilst you're sledging, get it onto a piece of plastic, take it down the hill and the dog will never come near you again. They are top tip, top tip. But I'm looking out now, I'm looking down below and they're on these sledges but they've parked up the sledges and they're now forming hundreds of snowballs ready oh there was a, there was a, a feigned attack he's gone back jamie's gone back he's throwing another one a full-on hit there to the midriff oliver however is crafting a snowball that i think will probably take jamie's head off if he hits with it he's he's just patting it down just shaping it making it a bit harder adding bits to it you can't be a well-compressed snowball full in the face at pace. However, Jamie's just, he's just making them, scrunching them up. The snow is pretty good for making snowballs. There's nothing worse when it's powder and you can't form it and throw a snowball without it disintegrating. But Oliver's taking far too long here. Jamie's hit him about 12 times. And he's, yeah, scooping up more. He's scooping up more. But... I'm enjoying myself sat here looking out, but here's the thing. This holiday, we are one short because we have come out here and with Matthew being 18, and with Matthew not being a particularly great fan of skiing, Matthew's decided that he doesn't need to come on holiday with us. And it is incredibly, incredibly sad to not have him here with us. And it's making me just pause and think of how quickly time goes and how quickly the holidays you have with your kids, suddenly they no longer want to come on holiday with you. And it's really sad. I'm looking across at, at Sally, who's joined me out here on the balcony with a glass of red, and she's nodding. And I think uh, it's a good job she's wearing glasses or I'd be seeing the tears roll down her face at this point and I'd probably be joining her. Um, it is really... I, I felt awful leaving him behind. And I, I guess it's one of those things that uh, when you're a dad uh, or a parent, 
there comes a point where they don't want to come on holiday with you and they've got better things to do, even if those things are revising for A-levels. Which So revising for exams was more exciting than coming on holiday with us. I think that um, that potentially says it all, but there we go. We're out here. We're here now. We're going to enjoy it. Uh, obviously, it, it's fun, fabulous now that you've got phones and you can keep in touch and you can video call and as as families grow up and move apart, you can still keep in touch and all those sort of things. But it's really hit home as this one when we've got here just how quickly I think back to me being a kid and talking about sledging and all those years ago oh the uh, the noises the rumbling in the background stopped as the as the big bubble car is uh, eased up for the night but no you think back to all those moments and you think they're going to last forever and you think that winters snowy winters are going to last forever and the snow's going to last forever and it's going to mean that the school bus doesn't come and pick you up and all those things but the march of time is incessant and it happens really, really quickly. And it's funny, on the way over, I just started reading the third book by Roger Moore, uh, which I think is called Last Man Standing, and he's talking about how at the age of 86, as he writes some more memoirs about the, the uh, characters in Hollywood that he used to act with, he's looking at it and he's saying, you know, it's amazing how fast it goes and where do those years go and he's now at the time he wrote it was pretty much the last one of that group still alive and sadly he's gone now as well so I guess as I look out on this beautiful azure sky with a blazing sun that's generating some incredible heat reflecting off snow-capped mountains I'm going to say make the most folks make the most enjoy it and look back on them as fond memories and maybe you can write your memoirs when you're 86 talking about all those times but for now it's me Nigel Bess saying thank you for listening to the dad business I'll see you soon bye for now